to Dads, brought to you by Dad University, is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is Dudes to Dads, episode 205. 205. 205. Correct. For those <laughs> for those counting. Not very good at numbers. <laughs> um, you know, last episode we did some serious stuff. Um, yeah, we were talking about unwanted pregnancy yeah, and that kind of stuff. And, for sure. You know, and good feedback on that. Um, so I want to keep the train going. Uh, and talking about more serious stuff. Okay. Usually I switch it up, but this, this was a topic, yeah. um, you know, uh, it's, it's a topic that keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding, I'm getting more questions about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like it's a really important topic that's not really talked about. And that is postpartum depression in men. Hmm. So it actually has another name when I looked it up. It's paternal postnatal depression. So basically it is, um, it's a type of depression that is caused by the process, the process of pregnancy and, or the birth of a child. Hmm. So that happens in women, you know, yeah. quite frequently where people say, Oh, it's, you know, postpartum depression, um, and, and it's for sure, it's a real thing that happens after the baby's born and, and there's some changes that happen and a woman can go through some serious stuff with it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hormones involved. The baby's totally. basically growing inside of the person for, but this is even after time. it's born. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's after. what I mean. Like you now that's leaving you and now, yeah, I, could, I could totally understand yeah. that when you brought this topic up to me, I had to stop. So I didn't ask so many questions because I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? So exactly. yeah, continue. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> But, you know, people don't think about, I, I just don't think it gets very much attention if the fact that men go through a process as well, a very big process, um, when they are going to have a baby and then the baby comes. And it it can be, you know, for, for many, it can be really challenging and can can post some pretty negative things that happen for them, you know, emotional and, and all kinds of other stuff that happens. Right. So they are some of the statistics actually say that one in four men deal with this, hmm. which I, I could see that. You sure. Know? So, I mean, 25 percent of those playing at home. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's something that's just. I don't think it's talked about very much because, you know, men in general just don't like to talk about anything that has to do with negativity or, you know, uh, or emotions. Or, well, yeah, emotions or they feel that it's some sort of weakness of some kind. But um, so there's a couple things that would increase the risk. These are risk factors, if you will. And, and, and they're very similar. Um, in general, these are risk factors for depression in general. Yeah. Um, What? Do you mind if I throw it off a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. What what would be the impetus for a dad having postpartum? The impetus? Like, what what causes that? Well, that's what we're going to get into. What triggers that? Okay. I'm sorry. I probably segued into something you're already going to say. Well, well, so what triggers it? So, stress. 
Okay. Here's an example. So now the baby's here. So it's like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's reality now. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stresses. There's financial stress. Sure. There's relationship stress. Um, I mean, that alone, stress. I mean, in the way that people deal with stress, some people get depressed. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's overwhelming. Um, everything's brand new. They don't know what to do. They're lost. That can bring on a depression. Um, another is lack of sleep. Mm. Um, you know, and in general, that's a, that's a trigger. And the fact is, is that you are already, you know, if you, maybe some people that have problems sleeping now, all of a sudden you have a baby. Um, <laughs> that's not going to, that is not going to help. Soon, yeah. Right. So lack of sleep then like can affect, you know, your entire system. I mean, it's mm. just, it can really, really affect you poorly. Um, a history of depression. Mm. So, I mean, if you've been depressed in the past, the pregnancy and or the birth of the child can actually then trigger it again mm-hmm. because it's a traumatic event or it's a huge event. I mean, so, you know, so for anything, people, the buying of a house the, the or the, you know, the loss of somebody. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of things that can trigger, you know, major life events can trigger depression. Yeah. And even when sometimes people think of them as positive things, you know, like you're buying a house or, you know, it, it, it can be overwhelming for many people. Sure. So, I think, you know, these are all, these are all risk factors, uh, family history. So, I mean, you know, if you have a family history that other people in your family, parents, um, have had some signs of depression and yeah. that's a very common thing with generational, sure. uh, excessive alcohol consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked, um, with Dr. Singley, uh, many, many moons ago. Yeah. Uh, and he had, was talking about the different addictions and the things that men do. I mean, men will deal with things in a different way and excessive alcohol consumption is a very, very common way that men will escape. And so when you are overwhelmed and stressed yeah. and everything else that will come with having a baby, guess what? <laughs> good old beer, good yeah. old alcohol Hit is always, is always there. Yeah. So that's something else that that can, you know, it's a depressant. So alcohol consumption can assist with that as well. Uh, smoking, you know, whatever you're smoking, multiple things, <laughs> right. um, you know, uh, and then poor diet, yeah. you know, poor diet can do it. Uh, so, you know, these are all things I think that can, you know, they're, they're called, you know, risk factors, mm-hmm. but I think they can also be triggers. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's kind of in the same, you're asking sure. kind of, well, what causes it? That's it's situational, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and for people, many people, it's going to, it's going to be different and you know, how they react to things. And, um, so how do you know if somebody is suffering from it? So I looked up, you know, so, okay. You know, how do you like recognize depression, right? You know, for whether it's a friend or a family, family member or, or such. And so the center of disease control has listed a couple of signs of depression. So I'll go over those. So, and this could be for yourself. Me too. I mean, how do you know if you're depressed? Right. Um, feelings of sadness, hopelessness, uh, or, you know, an altered mood. So, you know, just that's sometimes can be considered that. I mean, you're just feeling really sad and like you just, there's no way out of this. Um, the loss of interest or pleasure in activities that used to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So you just, you know, no, that's not fun anymore. 
Right. Yeah. No, I don't really know how to enjoy that. Uh, change in weight or appetite, mm-hmm. which can be in, you know an increase and decrease. I mean, somebody who's getting really you know thin and not eating is just the, the same as somebody who maybe is you know gaining weight and eating a lot. Comfort food, type yeah. of thing, yeah. Um, changes in activity, so being more or less active than usual. You know, mm-hmm. if you're somebody who all of a sudden you know you used to exercise and now you don't at all, that can be something. Um, insomnia, difficulty sleeping. Versus even to sleeping too much can mm-hmm. be a sign of depression. Um, <clears throat> feeling tired or or not having the energy, you know that definitely um, it's kind of just lethargic. Yeah, I, I think feelings of guilt or worthlessness is another one that they talk about. Um, difficulties concentrating or paying attention that mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. you know just you're distracted. Yeah, um, and then the thoughts of death or suicide are. Mm-hmm. are really the extreme too, where you start having this, this idea that, you know, you'd be better off and it's a lot easier if you weren't here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, one of the things, um, so Dr. Singley, I remember he had said is, you know, men will often get like irritable, agitated, they get angry mm-hmm. and that can actually be a sign of depression. Mm-hmm. So like, even though you are, angry you know people aren't thinking of it in that way you're maybe you're like with your spouse you're getting really angry all the time yeah that can actually be a sign of depression yeah yeah. so you got to kind of take a step back and look at it you know what do you do well i think it's really difficult because just there's a stigma attached to it you know there's a stigma attached to it you know and it's like well why why are you so upset like (laughs) you know like you didn't have to carry the baby you know you didn't have to do anything (laughs) right um but it is you know it's so life-changing and it's so altering and and, you know it's not until you get a chance to look back Mm -hmm. that you can see some of that you know i mean granted i saw this guy the other day that i hadn't seen in like it was probably almost a year Mm -hmm. And he had just had the baby the last time I saw him. And he was like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. And he was happy. You know, I was like, wow, I don't really hear that too much. You know, and he he genuinely seemed really happy. He had whatever. Now he could have been just Facebook and Instagramming it where he (laughs) makes you think that he was happy. Sure. But he's like, no, it's amazing. And, you know, this and this and that. And so, you know, it affects everybody differently. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, I have friends, I have a variety of friends now that have had kids. I mean, a good, I don't know, say three or four fri- uh, good friends of mine or you know, these people that are mm-hmm. in proximity to me um, had children. All deal with it differently? Yeah, and I think they all deal with it differently. Some people are like, it's exhausting. It's worth it, but it's <laughs> exhausting. Some people are like, no, I'm going home about it. Some people are like, right quasi indifferent but not you know what i mean like they're like they're not showing this big amount of joy residual joy for it right and then some people are like check this what i did you know right. like i got this going on so it's like right. this it's a varying degrees of people that are all great dads from what i'm seeing of the, what they're doing now but it is kind of interesting to see them how are they all react slightly well, one in four it says i mean one yeah, in four yeah. people it's like i should check them know, all there's four of them I, gotta I mean if, if you <laughs> happen to be that one in four it's like no to, like no you're not alone i mean this yeah. is not an uncommon problem yeah you know and i can remember instances where i just it a lot of it for me too i remember there was tremendous financial stress at that time you know i had changed my like situation financially and and the company I was running and all kinds of stuff. Like when we had our first child. So it's like, 
you know, that was a big deal. Yeah. You yeah. know, there was, it wasn't just, you know, and I, then I, then my mom fell ill and yeah. then like, there's all kinds of like major life stuff you're sure. dealing with. And so yeah. for sure, you know, that, that can be impactful. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and you're trying, you know, the dynamic of having the child is so different because, you know, your time is spent differently, your routine changes, right. your patterns change, you're, you're just everything is just different and it changes and you don't, you know, you try not to let it get so different, but it's reality. It's like, sure. it's just like when you get married or you're with a person, like you're just not one dimensional anymore. Right. Like you, the, another it's not person all about is, you anymore. Right. Another, it's not all about you. It's a great way of saying it. Yeah. I just have trouble saying it. <laughs> it's, it's very cathartic to say that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so what do you do? Um, so there's a couple things that we would suggest. So, you know, the first thing to take care of yourself, you know, and this means your body and your mind. So get sleep. Mm-hmm. That's an important thing. And I, you know, one of the things was when you have a new baby that can be difficult, but what you can try to figure out is maybe alternating, you know, or, you know, one person like for me and I was really lucky is that I was working and at the time my wife took time off. So there wasn't as much reason for, you know, for me, she was awesome about it. And there wasn't as much reason for me to get up in the middle of the night. She was breastfeeding. So there wasn't a lot I could do. (laughs) Um, And so she, for the most part said, you know, you sleep, I'll deal with this. And it was just, it was amazing because then I wasn't a zombie and I was able to work. Right. Um, And so, you know, that I were, I lucked out in that sense. Um, Maybe the fact that I didn't get, you know, to do some feedings and things like that, but I was able to sleep and I was very lucky that way. So having that kind of agreement or, you know, and then on weekends and, you know, she might sleep on weekends and then gets the time in or whatever. So you just got to figure out what can work for both people. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, you do need to get some sleep. Yeah, for sure. So you got to figure that one out and whether it's a trade or whatever, you know, everybody needs the sleep. So, um, you know, both mom and dad need to have, <laughs> figure out a way to get some sleep. Right. Uh, and somehow you just make it through. I mean, it's, it's weird how that works, yeah, you know, yeah. but, but you deal with it. Sure. Um, you know, the other thing is the, the nutrition, you know, so what you're putting in your body, it's, it, it's crucial. And because what happens sometimes is that, uh, it's kind of a spiral effect, you know, as you're not feeling good, you kind of say, screw it. And then you end up eating bad as well. Right. You know, and it just kind of is this domino effect of, of you not taking care of yourself. So you want to be mindful of that, of, you know, what you're putting in your body is, is really important, you know, and, you just got to be careful that, you know, you can end up going too far in any direction. Um, so that's a big one. And then the other thing about taking care of yourself is fill your mind with positive messages. And so, you know, listening to this podcast, you know, <laughs> dad university, absolutely. you know, um, just, I mean, even just motivational things of filling your brain every day with positive messages and, and information helps you, in my opinion, helps you, um, sort of stay on that path. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just something that I've practiced that for now a very long time in the mornings is like, I just take my five to 10 minutes and I try to do something positive and listen to something positive. Yeah. I will do it at other times potentially throughout the day, but 
I, I really set aside that time to say, hey, this is something I want to make sure I'm hearing positive things when I first start out the day, mm-hmm. you know, and for me, it's, it's worked, I think, really well, because it's like I learn things. I, I mean, even just within, you know, a seven minute audio, you know, you can learn a lot, yeah. you know, or it's something I take with me throughout the day and say, oh, you know what? I just was thinking about that. Or, right. and so that, that's really worked well for me. It's just filling your mind with a sort of positive messages yeah. um, versus, you know, watching the news or some other things where you're just, you're really getting, you know, social media, yeah, you're yeah. really going to get negative stuff. Yeah. Um, I definitely choose not to do that. It's interesting you say that too, because like the state of the world now can leave a lot of people with this kind of overwhelming fear, and it's like so much questions, no thanks, unanswered. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. I'm like, what's going on with the Simpsons right now? I want to check out the (laughs) cartoons. Like I want to just, and I, and it's funny. I do. It's I almost become childish. I gravitate to like watching this kind of positive stuff or like Mm -hmm. superhero movies or just something, some fantastical thing or comedies, and 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 like I'm just so drawn to like the stand up, and and it's just like because there's so much that's revolved around the, the peripheral vision of social media and TV that it's like, uh, let me just escape for a little bit yep. and, and focus on, well, especially starting out in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, you just want to start your day positive. Like I, I listen just, to podcasts. Yeah. Do yeah. Dads. But, um, yeah. And the same thing is listen to a good podcast you like listening to, or, um, um, I, I really during work, especially I, I listen to a lot of piano music now, mm. like just, and it doesn't have to be too soft, but it's like, it gets me in the right state sure. of mind to think about things. Yeah, I mean, music can definitely be, yeah. you know, that's a mood changer and sure. can get you going. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, I work out in the morning. So for me, yeah. it's like, you know, that's a positive thing that I do. But you it's, start off with an adrenaline. But it's very physical, yeah. you know, versus like the mental. Uh, granted, it does help me mentally. but I think so. Um, but I'm usually, you know, pumped and like, like energetic and everything else. And so I kind of bring that down after I work out to, you know, some sort of either meditation or motivational thing. And just, you know, that sort of helps me start the day, Yeah, you know, and then I'm ready to go. Uh, the next thing, practice gratitude. So, you know, you can't be depressed if you're grateful. It's kind of <laughs> impossible. Uh, so practicing gratitude is just something that is really, really crucial. Um, and, and, and we've, we've, talked about a couple different ways to do that. It's, you know, starting off the the morning, writing in a a, a gratitude journal and saying, you know, three positive things that happened to you, you know, the day before, or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, three things that you're grateful for, or, um, you know, there's apps for it now where you can just, (laughs) you know, use your phone and practice gratitude. So that is something, I mean, to me, that's sort of the key to happiness, you know, and I did a video about that of literally calling it the key to happiness. Mm -hmm. And, it's amazing because I have felt times, different times where I, I'm not as good as practicing it on a regular basis that I wish I was, mm-hmm. but I do turn to it when I'm not okay. You know, yeah. when I do feel down, I will then turn to practicing gratitude. It's kind of an interesting, and I, and I do, I use it as a mechanism to get me out of the funk. Yeah. You know, and saying, okay, well, what am I grateful for? Because I don't feel very good right now. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, and whatever that is. You almost actively do it. Yeah. Sometimes I do the innately just kind of appreciate moments, which mm-hmm. I'm actually very, I'm actually grateful for that. 
right the ability to do that because I didn't it's a muscle though that you it have to is practice. and I think I had to practice it over time and then all of a sudden now it's a natural now For it's sure. a reflex rather yeah. than a, you know and gratitude's a muscle too I mean you, yeah. you you do have it doesn't happen right away it's like all of a sudden you know you start practicing and writing things down like whoa I feel so amazing <laughs> you know uh, you're like I'm you know grateful that I'm breathing today yeah I have you know, a like, liver and a pancreas yeah. I mean it, it it can be really hard. You know, yeah. You've you've got to just know. Okay, it's something that you've got to practice, and you get better at, and and you can return to it then because yeah. you've developed that muscle. Right. Yeah. You know. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of cool. There's a not to give a plug, but uh, my buddy wrote a book called The Encyclopedia of Gratitude. Awesome. He's actually a best selling oh. author. Oh well, that's great. <laughs> but that's what well, I'm and not. Why sure. is he not on here? Uh, well, we, we need pop, to bring him on. We'd have to do a. Um, a remote we'll figure thing. it out. He has a kid too. Oh well, there so you go. Stock to him. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll put him. For, for sure. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. I was trying to think of some way of connecting. Um, I was going to say, have his people call my people. Oh, there we go. I don't have any people. So, uh, you got me. Yeah. I'm your people and I'm his people too. So practicing gratitude is going to be important. Um, the other thing, get support. So lean on your family and friends, um, you know, talk with them, be open about it. Uh, you know, if you are needing some help, let's talk, talk to those around you. You know, and, and that's, you know, that's another way of, of avoiding the depression as well as, you know, getting out of it is knowing that you have the support around you, Yeah, you know, and, and in most, and, you know, I'm sure if you talk to people about it that are love you and that are around you, they're going to help you yeah. in whatever way that they can. So that's something to, of, you know, establishing a network and getting that support around you. Um, and then the final thing is, you know, it, for some people, you know, they may not want to rely on family and friends. They may not have many family and friends. And so the other is get professional help. Yeah. So, that's you know, thing. And, and some people use the excuse that um, it's too expensive, hmm. but there's typically, you know, it can be covered by insurance. Yeah. They actually can find providers of insurance. There's also, uh, well, we should find some some additional resources, but there are organizations, there's hotlines that you can call. Um, there's there's various things that if you look for them, I mean, even online support groups. Yeah, you know, that's becoming more frequent now. Like yeah. There's um, forums and meetup yeah. groups as you started one, actually. Right. I mean, Dudes and Dads is, is spawned from really a meetup group that Jason started. So right. um, I think people that if you look hard enough, you could find those kind of support groups that will allow you, you gotta to look. Kind of, yeah, you got to look. You, yeah. you have to want it. And then if you could do want it, you that's the one step. You could probably find something that's an alternative resource than just paying for expensive counseling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but here's the other thing too, is that even if it does cost money, it's probably worth it. Sure. You know, yeah. that you could probably cut back in other areas and maybe afford this or, um, it, it's an investment in yourself and sometimes it doesn't even take a lot. I mean, sometimes you, know, you can talk to the right person and then in a short amount of time and, and, and start to feel better or get some tips on how you can start to do these things. So, For sure. you know, a lot of this is kind of avoiding, those situations. And I mean, that's another, maybe that's another topic too, but you know, a lot of these things are, you have to be proactive. You know, if you find yourself just even a little bit going in that direction, you know, you've got to, you've got to act. You know, that's the biggest thing is you've got to act and you start to notice that. I think I, I have for myself of, noticing when I'm going down that path where I can feel myself, um, sort of, okay, I'm not feeling as good as I normally do right now, but you're not allowing it to get to a full-blown 
depression or a full blown yeah. thing. Cause it easily can spiral down. You for know, sure. I've been in those situations. I mean, I remember my mid twenties. I mean, I was just, I was down for a long time, yeah, yeah. you know, and have now have felt like building up these muscles and doing these exercises and doing these things that I've been able to do. I've built up the, the mental muscle, if you will, that the things just don't last as long. Yeah. And I think you have to understand how much of it is circumstantial versus some kind of biological response. Mm, Because I mean, you know, for me, my most depressive years were times where, you know, things were uncertain and really hard. And, and I guess that's the thing that we're kind of extracting from this. But, um, but then now, now that I'm doing a lot more successful at certain things, I'm, I'm a lot more aligned with my own persona Mm -hmm. versus when I was, again, when you said twenties, I've told quarter life crisis. Oh yeah. I totally brought (laughs) me back there, man. I totally remember that. And, um, and, and now I have a, if I go, if some reason fell back into that situation, I'd probably get a little depressed, but I'd also have a better, like you said, muscle to be able to deal Correct. with it. Yeah. It is, it is the muscle. It's it, in it, having these tools. I mean, I just, you know, granted I had some tools when I was younger, but that's what we're trying to pass on to our kids. Yeah. You know, right. is like being able to use these tools when they're young and imagine like they can avoid so many situations <laughs> right. and they have these tools. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, no, it's important. I mean, you know, if you need to get the help, get the professional help you need. So uh, with that, Alan, if anybody has any questions, comments, uh, they need to give us 20 stars in reviews. What do they do? <laughs> need to go to the 20 star.com. No, I only get that doesn't exist. Um, actually it may exist, but we don't really sponsor that. You should actually email us podcast at dudes com, or uh, hit us up on our social media, Twitter at dudes to dads, Facebook dudes to dads com, and maybe check out some videos. Uh, Dad University, uh, Jason, I heard they're of, good. I heard they're good too. I've actually listened to a few of them and they are good from watched. what I understand. You mean watched? Um, I listened. <laughs> I can listen and watch. Um, sometimes at work, I just listen to them. Well, that's true. And um, and there's a lot of great info. Um, you subscribe to that YouTube channel. It's really great to be a part of that community. And if nothing else, please go to the podcatcher you're listening to us on and leave some reviews, a five-star review, maybe 20. Mm-hmm. You leave four or five-star reviews um, and uh, some comments as it really helps perpetuate the show and makes us want to do this even more well alan thank you for that that was quite that was good detailed. <laughs> i you. like that that's why i remember now <laughs> all right uh alan well thank you as always as always and thank you. we will see you next time see you next time